Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it and anybody can get it No limit, we get to kill it, you tuning into the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping, any topic, even the random Hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> Shut up, Lisa. Did y'all see that look? Hold on. You, you can laugh, girl. It's a, it's, a, it's a podcast. They can't see anything going on, people. I'm not doing anything. He's a liar. She is looking right at me I'm like, like I'm, I'm short. Like, I am not. I'm just looking at you like, hello. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Y'all know how we do it on a rant room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and what else? You going to say it with me? Shit like I, that. Yeah. See? What he said. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying, Dad? We only been doing no, this for damn know, near two no, no. years. I'm just relieved. I have to say this off jump. Go ahead. What's up? I want to thank everyone who came down to uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, my hometown. I appreciate you. But I am so glad you people are gone. <laughs> Hit I, can, the road, Jack, I can have my brunch spots back. <laughs> I can get my latte without waiting for like 45 minutes. And even though I love the costumes and everything, I'm mm-hmm. glad you guys are gone. <laughs> Until next year. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about that, okay? <laughs> I was trying to get in my Indian food plot, Monsoon, right on 4th right. Avenue. And my friend's like, girl, don't even bother coming down here. It is like it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like, I need my chicken tikka masala, though. <laughs> So my hometown is back to normal. Okay. But thank you for everybody coming. Thanks, Hollywood. And uh, glad you're gone. Okay. Keeps that economy going, don't it? Yeah. Well, exactly. I think we made like $160 million. Are you serious? What are your 10%? Uh, in in the hotels and restaurants. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm spending my money. Look. <clears throat> uh, next year, I will be renting tents along Mission Beach. So if you want to come People to Comic-Con, I'm, you know, I'm going to make it happen. Because if, <laughs> if they're charging like three times they normally do, I'm like, you know what? This is what I will offer. I will have a tent ready for you. I will pick you up from Mission Bay and drop you off. People I would make a match. I'm telling you, as many of you who are packed up in those hell tubs, I know you people tend to a room. You're trying to... Be, I, I, Bring a tent. I will bring you snacks. Yes. I will bring you snacks. I will drop you off. You don't have to worry about parking. I will show you the sites. I will hook it up for you. So I'm going to look into it and uh, just, you know, watch me on Twitter and see what I can come up with, whether it's legal or not. You see, you see, you see, Deb, this is why we call it the rant room. We just be going off on some shit. Just have some rants. It's a good idea. So y'all here, that's Lisa Bolacaja. Mm -hmm. We call her the street nerdist. Mm -hmm. Why we call you that? Because sometimes I can bring it to you really, really, really academic. And why else? That's right. I said and why sometimes, else? <laughs> what you gonna do? When I gotta get gully, sometimes, especially <laughs> on Twitter. Damn, you we go see in her on Twitter. This, this heifer right here. What? Okay. I am. You know what? I'm seriously. I'm thinking about doing an A list on mm-hmm. Twitter because there are things sometimes I just really want to say, mm-hmm. but I have to remember it's my real name out there. <laughs> and That's you know true. what? You gotta, you gotta be careful. I mean, I don't represent any company, or anything. But it's like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I just want to go at something like you know what? I really need to say this. So uh, I will let you know when I have my fake alias <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> that's what's up. So that's Lisa Bolacaja, y'all. So look, and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. So if you're grown, let's get it in. Okay. So we got a cool-ass guest for you guys today. Mm-hmm. My sis. Mm-hmm. My, my neighbor. My cousin. <laughs> I got to call y'all. How many hyphens you want, girl? <laughs> Just bring all of them. Bring all of the, the hyphens. 
<laughs> no, this is real. I'm, I'm in a good mood today because I really, really, you're somebody I look up to like crazy. She don't even know it. I'll be down the street just going, one day I'm going to be like that. <laughs> Wait, was that, was that, was, this is Deb. Was Deb the one we ran into at the airport years ago? Um, somebody, one of your neighbors we ran into. Well, it must have been Deb if that's the case. Were we in New York? I think we were in New York. Oh, we were in, in New York or DC. DC. We were DC. Yeah, yes. that's right. We did run into you. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and we were waiting for our car to come pick us up. And you mm-hmm. were like, "Hello." I'm like, "You know somebody all the way out here?" Yeah, girl, that's I'm fine. He's like, "That's my neighbor." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" You guys are in my hometown. That's why I am exactly. Maryland, DC, right here. That's your spot. That's your spot. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. So we got my girl here. You guys, writer, producer. I mean, what else you do besides writing and producing? Right now, that mm-hmm. is it. But dog lover, admiring. <laughs> I want to be like Hilliard and direct films. Oh, nice. you do? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get into secret. it then. That's my secret. That and writing YA novels. That's my really? next life. Really? Would you please? That's my next life. Would you please? That's so that's, that's Lisa's thing. Oh really? my God! Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm not supposed to say this, but, but oh, somebody I know. Well, a couple of my friends are have just sold book deals for YA novels, mm-hmm. and real excited for them and stuff. But it's. We need more, especially women writing mm-hmm. YA and writing really good YA. Mm-hmm. So I'm always encouraging. So do it, do it. And don't say you're thinking about directing and you, you put it out in the universe Come on, and you Deb, make it let's happen. Do something. Come like, on, Deb. We need women you. out there in. representing. I'm making space for it. So. Thank you. I like that better. I'm making space for okay. it to come. Yes. Okay. What, did they, what, did, uh, what did David Dean Patrol say? Say yes. Say yes. Say yes to mm-hmm. things. I do. I try to say yes to a lot of things. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so you guys, we got my girl, Deb Fisher here. We're, we can just go on a list of shows you've been on. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple. Give, give a couple. Cause they're I'm going to give you a couple. Good. I'm just going to tease y'all a little when bit. When I saw Deb's bio, I was like, damn it. Like every damn show I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but you survived, and that's the key. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. Sure. Um, but let's just give you just a couple lists of some of the shows. Starting back from Alias, The mm-hmm. O.C., Charms, and of course, and, and I know there's been many more, The Forgotten, um, but my main show is Criminal Minds. Criminal that, Minds. That puts you on the map. Right. Right? Yep. That's the one they were like, who's this bitch right here? Who is this right here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one right here. Now we got to talk to her. We got to move her up to co-EP or some there's shit. a lot of didn't fans they? on that show. Oh, my God. I still binge watch on I on I. Exactly. It's like most of my weekends are spent sitting there watching Shamar Moore and everybody yes. else in the cast, mm-hmm. you know. But I came to that show really late because there was so many. At the time it came out, there were so many, like, criminal shows. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it's like, well, which one? And I'm the type, like, well, I don't want to commit to anybody. I want to see who stays in the wash. <laughs> and then, like, after a couple years, I started watching that show and I got hooked. Mm-hmm. I got hooked. Mm-hmm. And it really, it was the first time I actually saw Shamar Moore as like a real actor, not just a pretty boy. Because mm-hmm. I loved him in the soaps and all the other stuff he's done, but it's always been like, you know, Shamar, you know. Now, see, and I have it, a history with Shamar. I've yeah. Known, I've known and Shamar for a long time. it was like the first time I saw him, like, oh my God, he is amazing. And it mm-hmm. was, I think it was one of the earlier episodes I watched was the one where he went to go visit his family back in the hood and you come uh-huh. to find out mm-hmm. that all the stuff that went down when he was a kid mm-hmm. and all, and it was like, Amazing, mm-hmm. and I was just thought, oh my god, mm-hmm. he is so good on that show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank that was you. First season, yeah, yeah he really, oh was my really god, good. oh my god. We used to we used to audition with each other in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I would get all the roles because I just had it like that. But uh, I said it, Shamar. I said it. Uh, <laughs> tell him to come talk to me. <laughs> the, the gauntlet has been thrown down. People. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. But he moved to L.A., got on the soap, and my man just. Really yeah. gotten what I always call they get they sit into the pocket, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where they figure out ah, 
<laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? He, he blew up mm-hmm. in his own special way. He, he did. did. Mm-hmm. He did. He's got quite a loyal mm-hmm. fan base. Not to mention he's the most prettiest person in the world. He's quite <laughs> handsome. Mm-hmm. And doesn't mind showing you his abs. You know okay. it. Oh my god. You know it. You do it all the time. <laughs> We love to look at it. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and he is aging like fine wine. He be walking around looking at other dudes like, how come okay. you can't get he your shit together? Really good. <laughs> Y'all mm-hmm. should see Deb eyes just looking all dreamy. <laughs> and shit. He's a fantastic actor. <laughs> yes, he is. A great craftsman. He is. Exactly. All that too. All that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so let's let's go back a little bit. Just talk about where you came from and how you got into the game. I would like to spend a lot of time talking about. Because um, you're one of those people, and then, uh, forgive me jumping, <laughs> we just be spitballing. Okay. Here. <laughs> um, you're one of those people that I love. You actually came up in the system from assistant all and worked your way up. Yeah. You don't hear about that too much anymore. Right. right. Um, so I want to talk about that journey too, you know what I mean? So sure. let's, let's get into where you're from and how you got into the game. I uh, grew up in uh, Maryland. And I got a job, I started in children's television, mm-hmm. and I was working like as an assistant, answering phones, and then I sort of worked my way up to script coordinator. Mm. So I was, tell, Let's tell the people what the script sure. coordinator does. Uh, basically, <clears throat> what a script coordinator does is when the writers, uh, you often are able to sit in with the writers, so you're sort of like a fly on the wall in mm-hmm. the writer's room, and you get to hear them uh, pitching stories coming up with long-term arcs, characters for for each episode. And once the writers start to actually write the episode, Mm -hmm. everything filters and goes through the script coordinator. Okay. So once things get published, like, writers... We're just a disaster on like final draft. And it's just <laughs> spelling. Like I think writers are probably some of, well, myself included. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I'm the worst at spelling. I'm really? constantly <laughs> looking up words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm really bad, and I tend to. I worked with really bad spellers also. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to read through the scripts, look for grammatical spelling mistakes. Make sure it's formatted correctly. Well, there's a lot of trust in that script. Yeah, Yeah, and it has to be, you know, if the writer gets you the script at, you know, midnight, one in the morning, Mm -hmm. it's due, like, you're up all night proofing and making sure it's formatted Mm -hmm. properly because Mm -hmm. the next morning it's going wide. It's going, you know, a first draft to the other writers. And then when it's a network or studio draft, Mm -hmm. you know, those very important people are seeing it. So there is a lot. It's a big job. Can I ask you a question? Um, how, sure. do, how does, because <clears throat> I've heard people say like they went from the writer's PA to the script coordinator to the assistant, for instance. Sure. So wh- where does that fit in with the, with the assistant? Because sometimes they work together. Sometimes it's a little separate. Yes. Often you are sort of like working. You're definitely working in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. There's often a writer's assistant that's actually in the room working with the writers, they're taking notes. Mm-hmm. So when you have like between seven and 10 writers in the writer's room, the writer's assistant is writing down everything that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And often the writers will need research done. So often that falls onto the shoulders sure. of the writer's assistant. There's also usually a writer's PA. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the writer's assistant and writer's PA are one in the same, depending mm-hmm. on the budget of the show that you're on. <laughs> How many jobs no, you got? No budget, you got three jobs. <laughs> exactly. But if you're, they have a little more money, there is a writer's assistant and a writer's PA. And a writer's PA will... Do is more of that really entry level where you are taking lunch orders, 
getting lunches for all the writers mm-hmm. and then an hour or two after lunch doing coffee orders. You're also in charge of the kitchen. And so all this might seem like really... It's important. It it's is. It's very important. And I will tell you why, ladies ahead, and gentlemen give us some game. out there, because this game. is really serious. <laughs> the writers are actually looking for people who can take instruction. So if you're a person who comes back every day with their lunch wrong, mm-hmm. believe me, people notice. Mm. And often, sometimes it's not your fault, but that's why it's your job when you're at the lunch restaurant mm-hmm. to go over each order and make sure you know what i call correct. it cross check mother uh-huh. cross check <laughs> we are not leaving exactly. is this an extra chocolate latte is there extra mayo there's an extra oh my god you're gonna kill me uh-huh. yes <laughs> and it's really important so like when all the writers in the room are like you know what that writer writer's pa is on it orders are correct mm-hmm. things are coming in when hopefully people are expecting it they're not offering excuses mm-hmm. It's just done. Boom. Those people get promoted like right away. So you're looking at it as like, oh, I'm just getting donuts and coffee. Mm -hmm. True you are. Mm -hmm. But yes, you went to college and you people are smart, Mm -hmm. but do a good job because people want to know that they can trust you to sit in the room and take notes for And people always think that people don't notice the little thing. Like a lot of times people think, oh, it's just a little job. No, people look and they notice. They Mm -hmm. notice your consistency. I mean, throughout meeting people who've worked their way up, like a couple of our friends are now working on shows like Mm -hmm. Empire and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's like they start off that and they were on it and they, people noticed, you know? They do. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but you know, you're on time. You You may linger behind late, you know, and if Mm -hmm. you could tell they're having a bad day, you might do something nice like, well, here's an extra soda for you. um, You know? um, I gotta say, I'm, I'm talking to my, to my new assistant, <laughs> Anna Kate, what's happening, girl? Hey. Welcome, glad to have you here. So she see she's sitting here taking notes. I love that. That's a good sign. Yes, <laughs> go Assistants ahead. Assistants do a good job, but it's also horrifying because you went to college, and when I went to college and got out, and I was doing that job, you mm-hmm. know, making ten bucks an hour, my family was having a heart attack. But mm-hmm. I was like, there is a means to an end here. People like, understand mm-hmm. the old school ways of apprenticeship. You know, when you start off somewhere and you work your way up, it's kind of like people for the old school people. It's like when Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> yeah. wax on, the wax on, wax off. I remember <laughs> when Ralph Macchio was like, "This ain't teaching me nothing." Uh-huh. You know, I'm supposed to be learning karate and all this stuff, and you got me washing your car and doing. <laughs> no, but he was teaching you things, skills. Mm-hmm. He was teaching you critical thinking skills how to be observant, how to key into detail to get mm-hmm. you ready for that. And so people always discount the guy on the, the low, you know, the low mm-hmm. totem. That's that guy that's going to be at the top. That's right. Because they've been paying attention, they key into detail, and they're on top of things. So please don't poo-poo people who are working their way up. Because look at Deb here. Started from the bottom, and now she here, people. Yeah. Okay? Dude, you got to start somewhere. Okay. Thank you. You got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you go to school when you're an accountant yes. or a mm-hmm. doctor. You, you don't, like most of my friends, they got out of school and were in sales, or they were working for the account, mm-hmm. the accounting firm. Right. I was getting donuts. But there, <laughs> you know, I had a reason to be doing it, but like I was making no money for so long, mm-hmm. but... Um, now my parents get it. But at the time, <laughs> at the time they were very like, let, me see her name. She said, let me see her name in the credits slide. Right. That's my daughter. That's my girl. No, no, you know what they saw? For a long time. Yeah. You, know what, you know what they saw? What? That damn green envelope, bitch. That's what they saw. <laughs> now they're like, oh, okay. That's why yeah. you got donuts for so long. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So you you started so then you moved up to assistant. Yes, I was doing PA work mm-hmm. and 
you know, then sort of assistant receptionist right. and yeah. then script coordinator. Mm-hmm. And so I worked in children's television for a couple of years. And then at the time when people work in animation, they call it live action mm-hmm. regular TV. So I wanted to get into live action television. <laughs> and at the time, this was 1996, y'all, I was working for... Ooh, that's when I moved to California. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA. <laughs> I was working for Warner Brothers TV Animation. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, David Wyatt, mm-hmm. who we I know, know was a writer on on Wayne Head, and I wanted to write, and he was like, "Girl, sit down and start writing." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Um, I met someone who, uh, at the time, it was my all time favorite, favorite, favorite show on television. Mm-hmm. It was a Fox series called Party of Five, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and this person hooked me up with the assistant who was leaving because that person wanted to go write soaps. Mm. And I wanted to work on Party of Five. Mm -hmm. I went in and met with uh, the creators, Chris Kaiser and Amy Littman. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was to be their assistant. So they were the executive producers, creators, showrunners, writers. Mm -hmm. And I had no experience being a showrunner's assistant, but, you know, I had sort of, I had, Cotton donuts and lunches. Well, and I know how to question. bring you a sandwich. It's a different, it's a different job. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was just about to ask yeah. you. What, what, what how do is, you sell that? How do you spend yeah, that? Well, what's the expectation of 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 from being like the script coordinator, for instance, and then from moving up to being the the producers? Well, the the difference is is script coordinator. You're behind. You're mostly behind the scenes. When you're the showrunner's assistant, mm-hmm. you're the face of the office. So oh, imagine. Okay. Everything is funneled through there. So I learned so quickly what happens. We, we worked on the Sony lot at the time, and everything was uh, shot and edited there. So mm-hmm. that was great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it was in-house. It was yes. all in-house. Mm-hmm. The stages were there. The edit facilities were there. The production office was there. So <laughs> imagine everything that happens through pre-production, you know, assembling the writers, mm-hmm. agents are calling there. Mm-hmm. I'm setting up, I'm setting up meetings. I am studio network are calling. Okay. It was just a whole other skill set of meet for, it was just, it wasn't just one showrunner. It was two okay. uh, meetings for them. And in addition to that, uh, Managing both of their work lives, I also managed both of both of their personal lives. <laughs> oh, good lord! So I would have to do personal travel. Mm-hmm. As it was a lot, and understanding what goes into each episode of television, like when the director comes on, you have a concept meeting, mm-hmm. you have you know location scouts. Like there's about ten meetings that go on during oh, prep before mm-hmm. production, and I was just completely thrown into this world. And basically, how I got the job is I was totally honest with them. I just sat down and was like, I love your writing. I love the show and told them all the things that I love about the show. Oh, and I was like, okay. I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. I want to work for writers. I'm willing to work my ass off. And they were like, oh, that's so nice. And I was driving <laughs> home and they canceled all their other meetings with probably much more uh, mm-hmm. people that were much more suited for the job than I was. And I got the job. Okay. Wow. And so... I have to say, I probably wasn't really good in the beginning <laughs> doing all of this because it was like computer and mm-hmm. scheduling. And I was like, they would ask me for things I didn't know what the hell they were asking me for. And I would go running in, mm. what do they want? <laughs> and I would go and like find it. Mm-hmm. And 
I was a quick, I was a quick learner and tried okay. to make mm-hmm. it. And that's one thing my old boss, Amy Littman, always said. She's mm-hmm. like, you're unflappable. Well, I wasn't mm-hmm. on the inside. I was word. sweating okay. profusely. Like you got to hold that stuff in. Like, like, you're don't let them see you sweat. Right? Don't <laughs> let them see you sweat. And, and one of them, she was like a screamer. She'd be like, Debbie. And then I would like run her beck and call all the time. And I don't think she respected me for it until mm-hmm. I started screaming back at her a little bit. You know, like, what? You know, and it wasn't until then that I like stood up to her and she was like, okay, this girl's got some balls. Uh, Wait, how many hours were you working a day? Like you said you're doing the the, the professional and the personal stuff. Uh, We were like, I'd have to be in around 930-ish. And they would work till almost six o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but sometimes you would stay to roll calls. Like while they're driving home, you're rolling calls with Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And first one there, last one to leave. Yeah, right? your first one there, last one to leave. So like seven, seven fifteen, and then when there was time, like you might stop by set on the way home just mm-hmm. to check out Matthew Fox and Scott Wolf. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Campbell. Dude, when people ever saw you walking on set, since you were you were like the face of the bosses, did mm-hmm. sometimes they get nervous when they saw you coming in? Like, oh shit, oh, here's she's she, spying here's she on coming us. In. <laughs> there would be like a twofold to that. There was that, and then they would because. You know, working on set, they would mm-hmm. be there 12, 14 hour days. They'd be sure. like, oh, banker's hours. We'd be like, oh, hey, we chose to work up in the office. I didn't want to work on set, y'all. Right, so right, there you go. So right. there was this like set versus us mentality sometime. Okay. Yeah. But you chose to be there. Exactly. I'm like, I don't want to be a grip. I don't want to work 14 hours a day. Come on, best boy electrician, Look, pick up them cords. Exactly. Like... That's not my thing. It's mm-hmm. not me. I don't want to be an AD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. That's not not what I want to do. Mm, so, um, but yes, they would be like, "Oh, here, here it comes. Here comes Deb. Here comes Deb. <laughs> you know, this bitch is next in line too. She's next in line. <laughs> Stay <laughs> about the drop. Here she comes above the line. Above the lines here. Above the line. I'm like, no, I'm not above the line. Okay. I'm an assistant. Is she yeah, smiling? Is she smiling? She's not smiling. Damn it. <laughs> so, but we got to go to the. Uh, uh, table reads mm-hmm. and I got to go follow my bosses into editing which mm-hmm. was sit in the writer's room and so it was just such a great tutelage. Just getting game the whole right. time. It was, yeah. That was the best job of learning how mm-hmm. because I remember when they brought in a staff writer who was this big fancy playwright from New York mm-hmm. and they would walk in and not know what the Beep yeah. to do. Oh, you cuss on, my oh, you cuss on here. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> going on? Yeah. And they would come in like what do I have to do? Like, what's a concept meeting? Right. What's a production meeting? I'm from the theater. Uh-huh. I'm from the theater. They yeah. had no idea. So when I, my first job on Alias, I knew what was expected, mm-hmm. what to do. Right. It was a really good, you know, I'm sure working in theater for years and getting paid to do that was great, but I'm sure that when they were thrown into that job, they were, felt like they were mm-hmm. in, you know, 10 feet of water not knowing exactly. how to swim a little I bit. Agree. So I have the same issue with, film writers a lot and Lisa and I talk about this all the time because <clears throat> I'm over the last like three or four years I've been hired by a lot of producers to write um, pilots for them okay and I put together like a small writer's room with like four or five writers mm-hmm. they all get paid you know I usually go off and write the script and um, but I every year I have to fire at least one feature writer because I'm like, okay, we got it all on the board. I need you to go write episode whatever and just write the outline for that. And I'll show them an example. And I'm like detailed and it's got, you know, maybe 10 pages long. Damn, dude, you got an example. You give them an example too. I give them an example from like another thing that I worked on so they can see the style sure, where right, I want it. Right. I, don't want, I don't want any dialogue, maybe one line. Right. I want it to be prose. And every time they're like, you need it when? I'm like, tomorrow. 
They're like, when? I'm like, tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So oh, I'm always I do. like, speed, motherfucker, yeah. speed. Yeah. TV is such a different world than features mm-hmm. because... I have rewritten a whole script in two days before because we were shooting. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you learn speed. That is such a different, like Mm -hmm. screenwriters, they, you know, often if they're not on a Mm -hmm. deadline, you know, they have a month to write a next draft or Mm -hmm. do revisions or the TV world is very different when they bring in, also, that goes for feature directors too. When yeah. they bring in feature directors, yes. it's a very—they're not used to the eight-day schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, having... we got to get ten scenes in the next couple hours. What you doing? <laughs> exactly. It's like we have a nine-page day, okay? And this isn't two—you know, two-page day on mm-hmm. your feature. It's a whole other mm-hmm. ball game. And I think that's with writing too. It's like they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. Make a decision, go with it, and put it on the page. Right, mm-hmm. right. Do the note. You don't have time to <laughs> ponder. <laughs> so funny. Like, they're like, you want it when? Tomorrow? I, can just I don't know why it popped in my head. Like, feature directors walking around with a little eyepiece looking around like, and we can do the cinematic. Uh, we're going to go scout locations, right? Like, uh, no. <laughs> like, when I get this crane and that crane and a wet down, you can maybe have half of one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> for our budget. Okay, we'll have to get into that later because I want to yeah. talk to you about that because that's interesting. You can have a half a crane for like an hour. How about that? We'll just go halfway up and then we'll get it back exactly. to the, the You place. can have a 10 foot, not the 12 foot, yeah. bitch. And that's it. A wet down what? It's what? a drought, honey. <laughs> no. Right that. It was a sunny day and it was dry and hot. Yeah, we got to read. Exactly. <laughs> And all the time when, as writers, we're sitting in those meetings with the directors and pre-production, they're like, can't do that, can't do that. Okay, change, write that okay. out, write that out, <laughs> write that out. So you can't get married to anything. Right. You can't. We try to write it. They laugh. Like, we write in what we would love to have, and they have heart attacks, and we're like, you guys, mm-hmm. over here in the production office, we are writers. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be asking for the moon until you sit here mm-hmm. with your budget and right. you tell us no. no. <laughs> so then we'll go back and change it. Can you right. water this down <laughs> to just them walking across the street? I mean, I love the panoramic you had in there, uh-huh. but uh, we can only shoot from this angle between these hours. Exactly. You want? Oh, you wanted this in the hallway of the high school? Well, how about after school? Yeah. We'll have two extras yes. walking out the door. Yes. And you know, we will make it work. We'll make it work. (laughs) We will make it work. Sound effects of other kids on the other side, so it makes it feel like there's a bunch of kids there. But exactly, we'll show the crew's footsteps to make it look like walla 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 in the background. (laughs) It's the reality. Yep. So, Alias was the first one. So let's talk about that. How did that come about? Uh, At the time, uh, working. Still at Party of Five mm-hmm. for Chris Kaiser and Amy Littman. And at the time, they were both shooting a pilot in New York. Um, I had a writing partner at that time, mm-hmm. and we had just gotten agents. So we spent like six months doing all of studio and network meetings. Right. And Generals. We, and yes, all the mm-hmm. general meetings. And uh, my writing partner at the time, we both... Uh, and then they, Chris Kaiser and got a big overall development deal and they were li- allowed to have two assistants. Oh, really? So that's how I, I had wow. met my writing partner. So they each had an assistant. So then there were two of us. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That was awesome. <laughs> so we sort of like shared a, a cubby thing and uh, had been going on tons of generals. And one day I answered the phone, Kaiser Lipman Productions, mm-hmm. and the voice over the other end said, Hi, this is J.J. Abrams. No. Can I speak to uh, Deb? 
or Erica. And I was like, this, this is, is Deb. <laughs> this is Deb. And uh, he was like, hey, I, I, read, I read your guys' spec. Could, could we meet today for today. lunch? Of course. That's what, that's what Paul he would, he would, said, He would he? not been able to say, can we meet? I would have been like, knock, knock, knock. Hi. <laughs> we, have, we have another friend. I'm, you know Paul Gio? Do you know him I from from the librarians? I don't. Well, he was on he was on Party Five, and he was talking I about him. yeah he was talking about how um, um, JJ Abrams did the same thing to him. Really? Like, hey, can you beat me now? <laughs> and it was funny because he had already hired Alias had already been picked up by ABC. They already had a writers' room going. They already mm-hmm. had one woman. He was looking for another woman. Oh, they only had one woman at the time. Yeah, they only had one. And they were looking for one more to sort of help out with that Mm -hmm. girl next door, Sydney Bristow. Mm -hmm. So we called our bosses, let them know we had like a writer's PA come and answer phones for us Mm -hmm. and jetted down to meet him at the coffee shop. Wait, wait, wait. So how's that conversation? You go and take your boss and say, look, I'm not supposed to be doing the scheduling. Well, they were already going on general. They were in New York for that pilot. So we had a little leeway. And they did know that we had been going on the meeting. So we would have someone come in and and answer phones for us. Okay, very good. (laughs) But we'd always have to let them know and be you know, conscious of, hey, mm-hmm. we're leaving. <laughs> so we went down to the meeting and he was getting on a plane the next morning to go on vacation with his family while mm. the writer's room, the, the upfronts had just, it was mid-May. They mm-hmm. just did the upfronts in New York. He had the writer's room going. So he met us uh, and what started out as a coffee Turned into a two-hour lunch. We moved really? next door. That's a good sign. And he yeah. grilled us in the best way possible, like about the script and what mm-hmm. we liked about it and what we didn't like about it, and you know, really what our we, our thoughts, ideas about storylines. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the two hours, we were walking toward his his car, and he said, "Let's do this." Really? And we got in the car, and we're like. What does that mean? Wait, so he did just did he just hire both of you guys? We, we were writing team. Writing team, okay. And so that's what the other good thing is he was looking for a woman, but he was getting two, two for the okay, price two of one. one. Okay. So we call our agents at UTA and we're like, he said, let's do this. What does that mm-hmm. mean? So like we'll get into it. So we waited for like three hours like freaking out back at the office and we got a call like late that night and they were like, you guys are the new staff writers. Wait, wait, when you got back, did you start packing your stuff up or did you not want to jinx it? Were you like, you know what, let me just start putting some things to the side over here and um, slide this box underneath just in case. We were so, we didn't want to jinx it at all and we were so nervous. I think we weren't able to do any work that day. Like all we could do was answer the phone and take care of whatever that phone call. Like we were so like, this could be like we might there's a chance mm. we could be leaving oh this god how exciting was that i love that feeling oh man. it was great it was one of the like the best 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 moments With ever jj for god's sake okay i, I call him jj because okay. that's my cousin yes, <laughs> yeah he was just like did his own call he's like hey it's jj abrams i know the fact that he does what his he own call? call himself you know wow. it was hilarious i was like like, if he could have seen my face on the other <laughs> end of the phone. JJ, who is this? <laughs> Ricky, is that you? Okay. I was like, it's <laughs> um, So, yeah, we ended up, we got we got the staff writer job. Nice. And that was the first. How the long first, were you on Party of Fire? Uh, for Party of Fire. I'm sorry, Alias. Oh, Alias, Alias for two seasons. Okay. Mm, nice. Yes. Wow. So you really got. 
Wow, talk about genre. It was, That's... That was, yeah, comic mm-hmm. booky genre. Mm-hmm. And it, that was one of the early, like, kick-ass female roles that mm-hmm. was coming out. Because, yes. okay, the evil Lisa always thinks this. Like, <laughs> JJ, you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> we all know you saw La Femme Nikita years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you think people forgot. <laughs> Bitch, okay. I ain't forgot. So when I saw that, I thought, mm-hmm. that is La Femme Nikita American Night. But then I thought, <laughs> you know what? It's actually a fun it was a fun show, and it really was a game changer because everybody was like, well, where else can we get females like this that can mm-hmm. do this? So and true. It was such a, you know, it was one of those defining moments in television. Because yeah, it, it opened up for movies to start having more female oh, exactly. strong characters, if you think about it. And also to bring 100%. almost like the cinematic sense to TV mm-hmm. shows, you know, where you can mm-hmm. have a lot of action, not just the big talking heads, mm-hmm. but even with smaller budgets, start to have little things open up a little bit in television. Sure. So it was like the beginning, you know. That is so true because mm-hmm. that show, because you guys, I'm sure, saw saw the show. Mm-hmm. We were going to every country in Europe every... And we're talking on a TV budget. Yes. Those production designers and wardrobe, we did so much with so little. I credit that crew. Mm-hmm. Like, they made Budapest look <laughs> okay. like Budapest. Like, wow. All these locations that they had downtown, like they, it was a. They were girl, child. They were probably team. down in TJ. Like we gonna make this look like <laughs> Honduras, really. <laughs> they did. It was fabulous what they could do. And what was interesting is the stunt guys would come in and they would say, "Here's what we can do," mm. and they would show. Mm-hmm. Halo drops, high altitude, low openings. We were like, we're doing that. We're doing that. We take Halo. So if you look back on the first season of Alias, there's an episode where Jennifer Garner, she parachutes into a party. Mm -hmm. She's about, she's held up about 200 feet in Mm -hmm. the air on a crane and Mm -hmm. dropped down and she's in six inch stilettos and comes in and lands, (laughs) takes off her parachute and she's got this hot leather dress on. So we called dibs. (laughs) But they did, they're like, here's what we can do on our budget. Like Mm -hmm. write these in. So we were like, okay, Halo drop, episode nine. Like Mm -hmm. Like, it was really amazing working with production in that regard so mm-hmm. we were like just the, everybody worked as a team it's like to make each episode to get that production value mm-hmm. like to milk every cent out mm-hmm. of that budget mm-hmm. and made it look you know it looked amazing i'm so. really i'm really good at that you know, not having big budgets, but you see it, they're like, Where did you, how did you get a train? How did you get sure. a, whatever? I'm like, I go, I just got on the phone okay. and was like, Can you work with a brother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta ask, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we're doing a, we decided to add the, the girl who plays the evil assassin in our new project. We realized she could do parkour. So I pitched ah. to the guys, like, what if there was, like, at the opening, because I like to open on movement all mm-hmm. the time. And I said, what if there was an opening where she was, like, doing this parkour, and then, boom, she lands, and she peeks through the window, and then we zoom in through the window on blah, 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 blah. They're like, oh, that's great. How are we going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> like, in so, theory, that sounds yeah. amazing. So luckily, the parkour girl, um, shout out to Anna, she said, oh, well, I have a cool spot that I'll do it over in Culver City. She's like, we can just go steal it. Here's what we'll do. And she sent us photos. This was so cool. You probably have seen this before. I mean, this is on my level. I'm trying to do some shit. <laughs> I was like, wow, right? So she sent us photos of the actual building because it's like a cool building or whatever. And there's arrows of her, like she starts ah. and starts here. She jumps on this truck, goes from this thing to this to the. I was so so you knew cool. her route. Other we saw than the, the route, so we could plan the shots Great. based on it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we're I doing bet. it this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. fantastic! Nice. Yeah. 
Yes. Nice. Very anyway, cool. So you went from alias to what? Alias to the soapy OC. <laughs> that was How much of a leap was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting is that that was getting into writing, that was more the kind of show that we wanted to write for. Oh, like we loved, you know, the party of five, the mm-hmm. my so-called right. life. Oh like, my God, my so-called Yeah, life. that was the whole, Angela Chase is the whole reason that I'm a writer. Mm. Like that show was just solidified the writing for me. I was mm-hmm. like, and, and I grew up, my parents watched really good TV when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, Hill Street Blues oh, and 30 so something. Oh, God, so I yeah. was way, and, and oh, in Dallas too, and that's <sighs> landing. Yes. So that's where I get my soapy love. <laughs> yes. um, mm-hmm. But I, I was really, uh, did watch a lot of really good TV growing up. And so, yeah, the OC, but that was fun. I did love 90210 when I was in college and mm-hmm. I watched every single episode. Mm-hmm. So doing sort of a 90210 for Orange County, yeah. mm-hmm. loved it. How, how long were you on that show? For the summer season, another two seasons, the summer season and the whole first season. Were you still with your writing partner? Yeah, okay. at that time. We were together up until through Criminal Minds. Okay. Um, but to, the, yeah. to the end of Criminal Minds when you were there? So I left, I left after season four. Mm-hmm. That's when our partnership dissolved. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? If we're going to start to break out on our own, she wanted to stay and I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, should you I stay? stay, should I, I, go? You stay I go. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. So that sort of, it worked out perfectly. Okay. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Now, let's talk about something interesting. Okay. Everything so. has been interesting, she's been saying. <laughs> I mean, it's been all right. No, you mean another, interesting, another interesting thing. Um, I mean, I do want to get into Criminal Minds because that you, we can't get past Criminal Minds. However, <clears throat> I just have to jump on this while it's at the top of my head. We started talking about a little bit at the beginning when you first sat down, um, before everybody got mm-hmm. here, <clears throat> was how do you... So you went from alias to the OC. the OC. Yes. Now, usually your agents are like, okay, you're the genre girl doing yep, action right. now. Yes. Right? You guys are so on a hit true. show. How do you show, well, we have that, but now we want to move over here. I was to tell you, it's very unusual um, because we went from the OC to Charmed. <laughs> Okay. So hmm. my resume is very eclectic and it is very different. You are typically either a procedural writer or you're a character writer. Mm-hmm. And that is how usually uh, studio executives and network executives try That's to help showrunners staff right. their writing rooms. Mm-hmm. And luckily I can sort of blend into both of those areas mm-hmm. because I have the background in both. I have, I have some action and I have soap, right. and mm-hmm. I have genre, and I have you know five years of procedural too. Sure, so sure. I I'm able to do a lot, which I wish it makes me uh, sad that that <laughs> happens because look at actors. Mm-hmm. Do do they talk to you know all of these actors and say, well, Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. for example, how oh many years did God. he spend doing a comedy? Mm-hmm. And did anyone doubt that he, how he was going to be on Breaking Bad? No. The man has won Emmys, like. But he would go back and forth to theater, so you see yes. him on Broadway, so you knew yes. he could go deep. I, I used think. to see him yes. on old Matlock episodes back in the day, <laughs> and it wasn't until I saw him a couple of times, like he actually funny. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. he was funny, mm-hmm. and then once I realized funny. he was funny, mm-hmm. it took me a while to realize when he started doing Breaking Bad and getting back to dramas. Mm-hmm. Threw him for a loop, like, wait, but you're my funny guy. You know, it took me a minute to realize, like, oh, he's, he can do everything. Yeah, we all have yeah. levels. Yeah. I think for writers, too, like, 
I, I tend, I'm definitely not a half hour comedy writer, mm -hmm. but I can certainly infuse some lightness and fun and comedy right. in a dramatic scene. And you do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just came off of a show called Witches of East End and mm -hmm. it was dark and there was a lot of magic and people dying, but boy, we had fun with those family scenes and there was yes. a lot of light That fun. sounds like my real magic and lots yeah. of people dying. I love it. Exactly. So it, it's unfortunate that a lot of writers do get pegged mm -hmm. into that. You're, mm -hmm. You fill slots mm -hmm. and it's like, you're oh, you're the procedural writer. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're the character person. It's like, well, if, mm -hmm. as a writer, if you can't, Kind of do both. Yeah. Like you. I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I admire your resume so much <clears throat> because I'm in the independent world right now. I got some shit that might get me in, but if it doesn't, I'm still working. Fuck mm -hmm. my bucket. Right. So, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, but one of the things you, you would just said something that I could resonate to, and Lisa and I talk about it all the time. Being in the independent world, I can control what I want to do. Yes. I can jump on like this sci-fi project that I do. I'm not a sci-fi dude. You know, that's your thing. If anything, right? Don't be looking it. at me like that. I love it. You see that evil look? Oh, wait, wait. Speaking of speaking of sci-fi, uh, hashtag Pluto flyby. Uh, those photos should be coming in, and I'm letting you people know. And I told you on the hashtag, there are aliens. Those photos are gonna come back. You're gonna see spacious up there. This is the end. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I always tell everybody, you know, I feel like my resume is very eclectic, you know, in the projects I've done over the last five or six years, too. And um, but I feel like what it's done for me, and I'm sure you can relate to this, too, is it's allowed me to not have any fear to have somebody hire me to write a pilot for a comedy. I'm like, OK. Let's go. Let me right. bring in a bunch of comedy you have that dudes. Confidence. Yeah, yes. I mean, not anything. It just doesn't even sure. phase me. And so, I'm wondering if has that helped you in your own way too. It has because I had not been, you know, I had been doing like four, four, five, six, six or seven years of straight procedurals, mm -hmm. and then I got a, a meeting on Witches of East End. And I was completely confident that I could, I love soapy drama mm -hmm. and I, I can do some genre. I've done some mm -hmm. genre in the past. It, it took a little more like re refreshing my mind. Mm -hmm. Like when we were in the writer's room pitching that, like I had to sort of go back to watch, watch some sci-fi shows again mm -hmm. and be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got that. I got that. Mm -hmm. No worries. But it was, it wasn't something that I felt I couldn't do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing I feel like I would probably, uh, struggle at would be sitting in a half hour comedy room pitching jokes mm -hmm. yeah i can tell you right now that's yeah. not my thing mm -hmm. yeah pitching just pitching pitching jokes right. i can come up with jokes now and again but i am not the rapid fire right. joke pitcher yeah. of those half hour those, that's a whole other a that is different. a whole other mm -hmm. but, but what i also like about her resume too is like we've been saying it's like you can go into any writing room situation and no matter what the with this drama genre whatever you're bringing something whether it's a genre show you can bring something from procedural dramatic thing and bring it in there mm -hmm. whether it is a genre show you can bring the drama of that side so mm -hmm. you have things that you can bring and strengths from different things that you've done sure. that just enhances the show it kind of reminds me of one of our guests we had um last year mm -hmm. who talked about oh they brought him in one of my shows that what was it uh Friday the 13th, the mm -hmm. series, but he was never, he wasn't a horror person. Bill. Bill. Well, he was, he yeah. created the show. And it was like, and I was, and when he said, yeah, and I don't even write horror or anything like that, I was like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? Doing? We asked him about that. He yeah. said, they, the, the studio hired him because they saw how eclectic his resume exactly. was. Exactly. And was like, 
Why can't he write this? Right. It's true. If you look at it from a character standpoint, that's how we break stories. We're in the writer's mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. We 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 do columns for each character. It always comes from a character's exactly. motivation. You don't mm-hmm. sit there and go, what magic are we going to have in this episode? <laughs> right, this week? right, it's, right. It's always coming from what stories we're right. looking at, the mm-hmm. you know relationships between characters, mm-hmm. the conflicts. And then the magic and all that, the that comes, that's the secret sauce that comes sure. in. That's the I last layer. Because to me, it's always character that comes in. And, and as people, we argue about this all we want to. <laughs> but character does drive plot. Like, characters yes. are everything. I don't even care what the plot or genre is. If you've got fantastic characters and mm. they're bumping up against things where I'm like, yes. well, how are they going to get out of this jam? Mm. Yes. You've got me. I don't mm. even care what it is I'm watching. Mm. Like, if you've got my eye on them and I'm into it and I'm engaged and they're compelling... I will follow you. You can have all kinds of like explosions and guns and stuff, but if I'm not connecting to the characters, mm-hmm. all that razzle dazzle ain't gonna be nothing. Oh yeah, your CGI was really good, but <laughs> non. <laughs> agree. Totally agree. Let me, let me mm-hmm. ask you a question, Deb. Um, so now you're up at co-EP level, but you are at a point where you're you're selling pilots and trying. You know, yeah, what I mean? I've I've sold I have sold pilots and I'm. I have not shot a pilot mm-hmm. myself, but yes. You want I, me going with you? You want me telling them with this? Yeah, please get I'll it go out in there. there. You'll be out in the parking lot. Uh, you better get this pilot. I'm trying to shoot some pilots. I will fight an executive, okay? I'll fight. They, they can't see us. We'll be trying to make people flinch like, <laughs> make it happen. No, say say it something happen. else. So here's my question for you. <laughs> yes. So on the level that you're on, just take me back a little bit. When you were, say, executive story editor level, you probably were already on staff at the time. But what's the meeting like then yes. as opposed to the meetings that you go on now to even be co-EP on a show? What's the expectation the, like? What's, the expectation is very different. Like when you're like sort of the, the first entry level title is staff mm-hmm. writer and then it's story editor, executive mm-hmm. story, level, story editor. So that's like your third year. Mm-hmm. I always look at it as like high school, then college. Mm-hmm. So your okay. first four years of high school staff writer, story editor, executive story editor, Mm co-producer. So your last year of high school is your Mm -hmm. co-producer. There are not nearly as many expectations on you in a writer's room when you're at the lower levels. If you say one or maybe two things a day that like get on the board, high five, you've done your job. Mm -hmm. And as you get into like the producer level, Mm -hmm. much more is expected of you because you will probably be be on set Mm -hmm. as producer. You might write one or two episodes. You probably write at least one, Mm -hmm. probably two episodes. Mm -hmm. And you were all you will be expected to probably run the room Mm -hmm. when the showrunners are not present. There you go. You are expected when it is your story to have ideas. Mm -hmm. You're expected to help to come up with solutions to other people's ideas. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. as you get farther along. Mm -hmm. So at co-EP level, often, not always, but you're, it could be like the number two or number three position Mm -hmm. at the job. So they want to know, can you run the room while I'm gone all day Mm -hmm. in post or rewriting everyone Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the, the expectations are, are very different. The, re- the reason I'm asking is, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm on like three, three different committees of the Rogers Guild, right? And one of them is the um, education committee. <clears throat> and one of them, uh, we're talking about doing this one panel, I think in like October or something. And, and, and one of them, I'm not going to say a name, huge, huge, huge co-EP. Huge co-EP, like you, girl. Um, <laughs> she almost as big as you. She ain't quite you. Um, <laughs> shut up, girl. Um, she literally came in and pitched 
that we have a panel, and you probably remember me talking mm-hmm. about this, about post-production on when you're on like TV. Because she has worked on shows, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Some shows you go to the set, some shows you don't. Yes. She's worked all the way up to co-EP level and never has been on the oh, set. Wow. wow. So she never knew how to do post. Wow. So all of a sudden, she's on a new show where she's co-EP, and they're like, oh, we need you to go to the set and do blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you need oh, me do what? <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, how yeah. did you ever get to a position to be co-EP on a show and you have no idea how to handle editing and sound and score. Nothing? I was That's like, really interesting. what? Mm-hmm. Now she's learning it now. Sure. But because she's learning it, she thinks we need to, we need to teach. And I agree, but I'm just always shocked. I'm, I'm surprised. I, I have been on shows where we don't go to set. Mm-hmm. There's maybe only one, I think, of every show I've been on where we didn't, we weren't on set for our episode. Okay. But yeah, lucky enough. Is that possible? Maybe two. Mm. Um, I guess, but that's. Has she been on the same show? For she her, was on one particular career? show for a long time. Okay, and they but then she's not... on a new show that wants her to go to the set and mm. and to do post and whatever. Well, if she's been on a show for a very long time that mm-hmm. did not go to set, I Correct. can imagine. But I, I have to tell you, I've become a much better writer being a producer. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> much better exact, writer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I attribute that all to Ed Bernero, who was the showrunner at the mm-hmm. time of Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when we came in as co-producers, he was like, everybody here will produce their own episodes. Good. So from day one of prep with the director, the whole, you're there every day of pre-production, which is eight days, mm-hmm. all eight days of shooting, and you get to uh, do a pass mm-hmm. in post working with the editor too. Okay. So yeah, it just makes you, you are, you know, you're talking to the, the line producer, you know, you understand budgets. Mm-hmm. Like it just, you, you, the things that you're going to have to do when you're a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just mm-hmm. the writer's room that you need to attend to mm-hmm. when you are running a TV mm-hmm. show. It's also the business. It's also the budgets and the money. So mm-hmm. cause I know with your writing that. now, it's like, because of all the producing you've been doing, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're coming or talking about a project, in your mind you're like, okay, I know we got this budget, these are the type of scenes I can do. It, writing it just gets so much tighter for you yeah. in your writing. It does. And it's like, you're not it messing does. around with it. No. It's like, I'm no. like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like the I, smartest thing. I mean, just the things that I've learned, like I was, <clears throat> I was having a conversation, um, I'm writing on this new show right now, um, half hour, mm-hmm. but it's single camera, so it's much more... You know, I can play with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bernie Mackish. And um, the showrunner on the show, we were having a conversation, and I said to him, I said, you know, honestly, I never could have done this show had I not have... The, the way I came in, I happened to be at the right place at the right time. I gave the showrunner some notes, and he was like, you need to be in my fucking room. And because he knows my resume, I came in at a higher level than I normally would. Now... Um, and he didn't even really have to fight it. He just said that's what was going to happen, and they didn't and then fight. They did it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, where I'm going with that is, I don't know if I could have went down knowing what I know now. Right. And that's not my ego. That's just like I know what I could do. I could benefit you going to that. I could benefit Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know these things that I know now. So it's been a learning thing for me. Um, so I, 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 people used to always ask me for years about, and you know, we go way back. You know, when I was trying to be on staff and I was like, oh, well, and I, I, eventually I started accepting maybe I'm not supposed to be a staff writer. I'm supposed to just get past that right. for me. Sure. Everybody's, you know, everybody has, um, their, own everybody has their own path. Right. So I never saw myself as being somebody who would come in that way. 
and it looks like it's gonna right. kind of work out that way. We'll yeah. see. I right. mean, who knows what's gonna fucking happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, but you do. But they have like HBO has that directorial mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Like there's. I just, no, I just one did path. one for Sony. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. not just one path right. Right. to this thing, right. as you yeah. all know. Right. So. so let's go back. I mean, yes. I mean it's turn it on me. <laughs> Fuck it, we can talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dad know me for years. So look, um, let's go back to Criminal Minds for a second, because yes. that's an important one. Yes. Because um, that's the one everybody's like, oh, that's Dad from Criminal Minds. Because <laughs> that's the it's one on, where like, we saw. It's on four different channels of cable. All the time. Syndicated, four different on. syndicated channels. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like every day doesn't go by where like, that's like my, one of my go-to, like there's Law and Order, Criminal Minds, like my mm-hmm. go-to shows when I'm like, oh, I need a break from writing or reading. Or and I'm with my exactly. peeps. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you can't turn on the TV and not like get an episode of Law and you Order cannot. Criminal Minds. You now, were you on from the beginning? Yes, on okay. from the beginning of season one. Now tell me, what's it like coming on the show from the beginning and watching it evolve into something as well? What's it like coming in as... as co-producer working way up to co-EP by the time you leave what's what's funny I've only been on one show that mm-hmm. I haven't come in on the ground floor which okay. is surprising mm-hmm. um, every show I've been on has been from the pilot season one mm-hmm. on but with Criminal Minds I didn't have the opportunity to be on a show for that long mm-hmm. you know four seasons was it was a long time and it was just it became for me and I'll just say this really quickly sure. and then go back like we it's a show about serial killers, and we work directly with the FBI, the Behavioral Analysis Unit. So each episode was based on real, some real stuff. Job, mm-hmm. taking notes, shit. <laughs> and I will say, when I started on that show, I rescued a dog and got a security system because the underbelly of the world. Say, but I don't want to put it out there. <laughs> under learning about the underbelly of the world scared the shit yes. out of me. Mm-hmm. And I rescued a big dog and got in her security system. Okay. She got a bear. Okay. okay, let's put it that way. I got two. I have two now. Two giant dogs. So mm-hmm. it's a. It, it takes because a you lot know what people you. really can do when you it learn. It takes the a inside, lot on huh? you emotionally. Mm-hmm. So for me, like four, four seasons of that, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I need to laugh for a minute. <laughs> I did. I wanted to do. And, and the thing with Criminal Minds, it's I such need to do a, some happy stuff now. <laughs> I need to laugh, y'all. Like, I am profiling everybody I meet. <laughs> Every time I walk out the my, door, my barrister is looking. Mm, do a background check on that person. I see a I see a van with no windows. I'm like, writing down the license plate. They've, been, they've been parked there for like four hours now. Uh. Like, who's in that van, FBI? <laughs> it takes its toll on you. You know what you sleep, what you watch, and I didn't want to be in that space mm-hmm. where having all of that mm-hmm. in my head for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was a good opportunity, like me me and my partner were actually going to work on the show together, like become separate writers. But I thought, you know, you know what, if we're going to branch out, like I'm going to go off and do, I'm going to go do something different. Mm -hmm. So, but I have to say, going back to getting the job, being a co-producer and working, uh, my way up, Mm -hmm. it's all like Ed, he made us all producers and it was, we learned so much and you know, the standalone episode aspect of it, um, it was really, we did these self-contained little they were. movies they were little every movies. week. Mm-hmm. That's all we did every mm-hmm. week. And, and that was one of the shows where, I mean, there definitely was a format to it, but you, 
even still, you would be like, I don't know who the fuck gonna kill. I don't know who the killer is. Yeah, we you know what I mean. And you could come in the yeah. like the first time I watched it, like I came in in the middle of the episode. Mm. It was an episode where I'm trying to mention. It was one they were on a train, okay. and this guy was like. Deb's like, I wrote that one. He was like, <laughs> he was like, imagine this imaginary person, and then like they had locked the train down, mm-hmm. and literally, I hadn't watched the beginning. I'm like, heard about the show, mm-hmm. but literally, it's like, I feel it's like, but it was the dialogue and what was happening, and I'm like, damn, I've already missed a half hour. <laughs> I was hooked, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, let me just, okay, let me watch one more episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me watch one more episode. Really, mm-hmm. I'm gonna write something right now. Let me watch one more episode. And then I was like, and then damn it. I know. <laughs> Where's your day gone? Exactly. I, was I, I had shit to do today, and the day is over. I'm sitting here watching, and I, I, I was hooked. And the key thing, like you said, it was because it was real. Like, mm-hmm. but you had me like Googling stuff, like, yes. can people really do that kind of stuff? Yes. Can they Google? I'm like, yes, they can. Exactly. And it was so good. We had like, we have real like FBI and like police investigation books that we would use, like what they do in mm-hmm. school. Well, some of you guys would cool. go to oh, I went to Pon- Yeah, I went you to went Quantico. To, huh? You went to Quantico, you know I think that's when I ran into you at the airport. I was flying you in guys to, go to, we were to, yeah, right. to go yeah. to Quantico. That's right. Because our uh, Jim Clemente, it was his retirement party, and we went to his retirement party oh, okay. in Quantico. Okay. That's so funny. That's just for months. Yeah, because we were like, going to go teach it. We were going to teach yeah, a screenwriting we were, class. We were, te- we were at uh, Howard. Yes. We yeah, and then Howard. it was like, hey, there's, I'm like, come on. We were driving down to Virginia. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. For his, uh, mm-hmm. yes, Jim Clemente was our, and it continues to be, for Criminal Minds, the head sort of uh, person that is the go-to with mm-hmm. all things. Okay, how many seasons has it been on now? I think it's 10. 10? I can't believe it's been that long. I think it's 10. It doesn't feel like that long. Wow. I know I can't believe like because I'm still in touch with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what season is it? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, for the crew, like for crew, they love like that's the greatest gift oh, in the whole God. world to be on a show for that long, so they don't have to look for work. Mm-hmm. And they then you know it. the rhythm. Everyone's got yes. their rhythm down. You can move them in and out and do your set pieces. Like boom, you just it's you just a well-oiled it. yeah. machine. They have it down. They okay. Know. Speaking of that, yes. then let me just tie onto that. So. You're on a show now. When I'm what I'm assuming is when a show has been on for that long, for the most part, now writers come and go every year, especially once you get up higher, because then you start getting your own pilots and whatever. Right. But let's talk about the lower guys, right? Mm-hmm. Now you say you're you're co EP on a show. You guys have been on for three or four seasons. Now you bring on some new writers. How do they gel with all you guys who've been there for Forever. so long? Forever, yes. Well, I'll tell you at, at Criminal Minds. Uh, promotion was done from within. Mm-hmm. So the uh, writer's PA or the script coordinator would usually get the uh, get an episode okay. per season. Mm-hmm. And one year we did sort of like a pitch off with oh, all really? the assistants. The assistants had to pitch us an idea. And then oh my we God, chose, really? Wow, we that was cool. Which wow. <laughs> yeah, he was really great in that regard. Mm-hmm. We chose which one we thought would be the best suited okay. episode. Mm-hmm. And then um, they got the script. And they did. That doesn't always happen that way, but for Criminal Minds, it was that way. But usually, at the last show I was just on, the script coordinator uh, shared credit for half of the script. Okay. Usually, it's promoted from within. So, all those writers, PAs, all the writers' assistants, when you're taking really, really good notes, when it's our episode and we, we get the stack of notes, like we're like, give that person an episode. Like mm-hmm. they're ready. They know what's important mm-hmm. when we're talking, when we're spitballing. And they, they 
they hone in on the last thing, like where we landed. Because you know, when you're sitting in a writer's room, you talk mm-hmm. about 50 different ideas. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want five pages on all those 50 right. ideas. Right. I want to know where we landed right. so I can make sure that's going into my <laughs> What's outline. the operative word? Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like those jobs are really important and you can get, you know, a script get some money mm-hmm. and uh, get that hopefully work. Yeah. Get a little WGA, hopefully get in the WGA mm-hmm. and maybe next season come back as the staff writer mm-hmm. on the show or go to another show as the script court. Like right. there's, that's how people look at it now. I think most mm-hmm. of the, those uh, extra episodes that are given away are mm-hmm. to the script coordinator or the writers, uh, writer's assistant. Let's talk to young Deb for a second. <laughs> like I'm putting on my Dr. Phil. Okay. Let's talk Let's to. Go back. <laughs> Let's go back. No, seriously, this this is interesting because I'm intrigued by this stuff. Um, so let's talk to you for a second. Number one, what would you do differently? You probably have been asked this before. What would you do differently today, Coming knowing in. what you know right. now? What would you That's tell that Deb, right, uh, when you first moved to to California to become a writer? There. The my pathway in, I I'm so uh, happy with and proud of that mm-hmm. way because I I think I didn't uh, come in. Oh, I've just came out of USC. And, uh, <laughs> I won the Nicholas Scholar, mm-hmm. the Nicholson mm-hmm. Award, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and I won all the awards. So give me a job. <laughs> give me a job. I, I literally I worked my way from not paid to that in that regard. But what I would probably do differently mm-hmm. is. I would have written even more mm. than I did in, mm-hmm. in my spare time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard. I know how hard it is to sit in that seat and stare mm-hmm. at that blank screen. I do it every <laughs> but day now. you can now. do baby steps. You can do like a half hour every day. Just yeah. get up yes. and write. It's a big difference. It That's really it. is. It's getting into, I think, uh, that, that space yes. that you're saying. That zone, like, yeah. Weather, because I like to get up. My dogs get me up about six six thirty every day. Mm-hmm. So, I see you be emailing me all early. I'm like, girl, I do. I'm an early riser because of those dogs, <laughs> and I take that opportunity, mm-hmm. that peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. I write in the morning. I think I would have coming up. I would have sort of gotten into a better uh, like rhythm about writing. I would have okay. written more, and I did write, but I. I would have had even more, like, I would have had maybe a comedy spec. Mm-hmm. I would have had another procedural spec. Mm-hmm. Like, now, like, the, the, I call them the kids. Like, the kids <clears throat> the kids nowadays, like, they're writing their asses off. They and I'm like, beasts. I'm tired, man. How are these kids <laughs> doing it? I'm like, I'm going to be working for this bitch, and I better, like, get to it because they're writing so much. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. What's that? What's that? About these youngins. Go ahead and say it. A lot of y'all need to understand that technology has changed and made things easier for you. That's you can you can Google shit. Yes. In the olden days, which yes. is only like ten years ago, you had to like go out and really do some serious work yes. to find information. Yeah. I would Research. Have to, I would have to call actual people and like, okay, I'm writing this thing. I need to call. I was fucking calling FBI agents and talking yes. to them. Now you can just go online like. FBI's, they have stuff <laughs> online where you can like, I ain't exactly. got to waste time to do exactly. that. So I'm just going to say, you know what? Y'all may be writing faster, but you got things a lot easier. <laughs> you know, we sound like the old curmudgeon. In my day, I know, I'm all curmudgeon. we had to pick up a telephone and guess what? It was a dial tone. <laughs> it was a rotary phone. I had to dial them up and actually talk to somebody. I didn't have That's to type funny. something up and go, and police procedurals, <laughs> language. Hey, what happens when a criminal does... And 
all the information is up exactly. there. You know, you can do so, it on your phone. Be- so they're not that special. I agree. <laughs> not that, that, go ahead. Were you about to say that? I just worked with I, the writer's room I was just in mm-hmm. on Witches of East End was one of the most fun I have Tell been people in, about in that my yes. career. It was run by, uh, created by Maggie Friedman, mm-hmm. who coincidentally had also previously created a show uh, called Eastwick mm-hmm. for ABC. Mm-hmm. So completely two unrelated shows, but they were genre right. genre shows about witches. So my first female showrunner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow, that was your first female? First wow. female showrunner. And the room was such a great, there were, Maggie? Me, do, do. five women. Shut wow. up. I've never Shut been in a room. Up. There was that many women. Mm-hmm. And one, two, three of the women were black. Mm. Wow. So mm-hmm. three out of the five women I like were her black. a lot. Okay. Look, I want to meet her. <laughs> She's amazing. And we had so much fun in that room. And I get it. She was like, this is a show about a family of witches, a mom and her sister and her two daughters. Mm-hmm. So we do have some, we have some men here but mm-hmm. like it's she wanted a lot of right. women and women of color right. in the show too and we got mm-hmm. it and it was such a great experience and we also shot in Vancouver so I spent like two and a half oh, that's months going for in Vancouver mm-hmm. last Well I know last you summer. just I know you just said what the characters were for those people who are not familiar with the show can you just tell them what the Absolutely the show? Julia Ormond played oh my uh, God, the I love her uh, her sister Machen Amick mm. uh, from uh, old school um, oh you guys don't have to edit this part. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. Machinomic, okay. Machinomic, yes. Who's, there's a uh, show being, the show's being redone, and I can't remember it, and I love it. Twin Peaks? Twin yes, Peaks, yes. yes. Thank you. Gosh. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm having a senior moment. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Rachel Boston mm-hmm. and Jenna Dewan Tatum were the daughters. Yeah. So in the pilot episode, they learn that mom and sister have powers, and... Uh, come into this little town and they're trying to keep their powers under control. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome mm-hmm. fun. It was actually based on a YA novel oh. written by the lovely and amazing Melissa De La Cruz. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how I started. I became friends with the the YA novelist, Melissa, who the show was based on. And that's sort of, I started going to like lots of YA things. Oh, okay. That's sort of where I have this like secret fantasy that maybe I could... Write some wine. You can do it, Dad. You can do it. I know. Don't say you think you can. I think I can. can. I can. You can. You will. Say yes. You will. Tell me a little bit about Melissa, whom I love so dearly. Mm -hmm. She has written like 38, and I think most of them are New York Times bestselling YA Mm -hmm. novels. She rocks the house, and she's always, she puts out like four different novels a year, and she's writing all, like, all the time. She's like Stephen King. Wow. She, like they just. She is. She's writing yeah. all the time, and I'm in awe of her. She's like, mm. oh my god, I'm on a deadline. Oh my god, I'm on a deadline. <laughs> but she's still getting time. She travels with yeah. her family, mm. and she's getting it done. And I love, I love what she's doing. So, Witches was the first mm-hmm. um, show okay. that she uh, had based on her books, and she's trying to do others. She just wrote the prequel. You guys might not know this, but there's a show on the Disney channel called okay. The Descendants. And Ooh. it's all the kids mm-hmm. of 
Snow White and really? the, the other kids. That's is that not adorable? Yeah. Yeah, well, she, the there's a big movie huh? coming out, and she's writing the prequel, the book prequel to the to movie. The movie. Really? I was like, what? Show me how that goes down. Okay. But she just wrote the prequel to the movie that's coming out of The Descendants. So it's super okay. big. And she that book is on the New York Times. It's been that on for nine smart. weeks, best-selling mm. list. So I'm like... I want to do what she does. <laughs> no, do that because a lot of the projects that are coming, like a lot of the big movies mm. are like from YA novels written mm. by women, you know? Yes. And it's like, those are the hot properties because I mm. think, not that people are tired of looking at men. So before you guys accuse me <laughs> of misandry or anything like that, I'm just saying, sometimes we want to see from the other gender what they got to say, yeah. you know? Well, see, Lisa is a cinephile, right? This happened at the damn movie theater I'm every like, week. So look, she told me something interesting. You may know. I didn't realize the stats, and you may know this or not. Apparently, women go to the movies more than men. I guess they do. Because they take groups, right? They go in groups a lot. There were 11 of us at Magic Mike XXL, Oh, I bet y'all was there. Look, look, look. There were 11 or 12 of us there. My mother's trying to get me to go see that, and I'm like in an uncomfortable, awkward position of like... I know you like Chan- you know, Tatum Channing moms, but I just don't know if I want to sit there. And then, of course, I found out that Adam Rodriguez is in it, too, who I yes. love. But it's like, I'm and trying Twitch to... from So You Think You Could Dance? Okay. Run, oh don't walk. You will have fun. Oh, my God. But yeah, and not only that, but women will walk. I was picture of you right okay? there, girl. Run, said, run don't, don't walk. walk. It's like a church child. Every woman I know on Twitter is like, it is like a church revival. You need okay. to go and see this movie. Yeah. Pay yeah. your tithes. <laughs> Pay your tithes. <laughs> Hey, you're tied. I want to give a shout out to Jenna Dewan Tatum, who was one of the actresses on Witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is Channing Tatum's wife. Oh, so okay. I got a chance to meet her husband while I was mm-hmm. up in Vancouver. I, they are a fabulous, wonderful couple. Mm-hmm. I will support them in anything they do. My He's mom a loves great him. husband, a great father. And he is a smart businessman. Yes, oh, is. my God. My mother and that loves movie him. is a lot of fun. Now, I heard... What happened? I heard he used to strip when he was younger. Yeah, is it loosely based off him? Or is it, it from yeah, it's absolutely based off. Wow, one hundred percent. He took the power back. The He's like, fuck y'all, Steven bitches. Soderbergh. Look, y'all ain't gonna make fun of me. First, yeah. I'm gonna tell you how uh-huh. this is how I came up, and y'all gonna pay to <laughs> watch me hear do that it. I was tripping. Let me do a movie about it. Okay. <laughs> it's very smart. Steven Soderbergh got involved in the first one, mm-hmm. directed it. Um, I think Channing's business partner friend wrote the first and the second, but. A little backstory: They couldn't get anyone to touch the first one. Mm-hmm. They were using a lot of their own money, right. doing right. it all guerrilla style mm-hmm. filmmaking. Mm-hmm. They're laughing all the way at the bank now. Mm-hmm. Part two, bitch. Part, Part two. two. Yeah, <laughs> and because and because also women, we go to the movies a lot too. If we really like something, like it is not a problem for me to go. Like when when Mad Max came out, <laughs> yeah. How many times did I you got, see that? I've, okay, don't tell nobody. Three times, four times. Don't tell. I saw it four times. <laughs> I saw it four times, about, and each time I went. <laughs> I took somebody with me to go see oh, it okay. because good. it's so much fun to see it through their eyes too yes. and watch that. Like so, when you watch them something that's good, we go and not only do we go, we go several times. Yes. So it's totally ridiculous when you don't have movies like. Okay, I'm not going to talk about some panels at San Diego Comic Con, <laughs> but there were some panels with movies, and I was like, "How are y'all going to sit up there and not have no women mm-hmm. featured in your stuff?" And it's you know, so and you know, we come true. into the movies. Mm-hmm. You just lose the money. You just tell me right now, you don't want no money. To your point, Lisa, <laughs> that uh-huh. more women go to the movies, more women watch TV. So that, like, oh, criminal minds. Yes, <laughs> those. It's the ladies are that are driving. Yes. the ladies yeah, watch more TV yeah. than the men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just because of eye candy. 
I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I don't know. That's what because, that said. Because because I am I'm, I'm petty that way. Like I have no problem telling people the mm-hmm. only like for example, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all know this. When mm-hmm. I went to go see Mad Max, <laughs> I went to go see my man. You did. My future ex-husband, as soon as he gets divorced, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So you know, it was like I love. I have a love for the Mad Max. I grew up with that mm-hmm. stuff. I love it. But it wasn't like I really need to go see that. It wasn't until I saw the trailer and then they had the close up and I was like, Is that Tom Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> she has a thing about Tom Hardy. Okay. First of all, thing. she was pissed because what the last movie he had a beard or something. You okay, when we were talking about the Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> the dark, the dark night returns, uh-huh. and we were like, "Yeah, Tom Hardy's a bitch. <laughs> Why is he with a mask on the whole entire time? I can't uh-huh. even look at him." And it's like, <laughs> y'all could have just had anybody there and just made it up and told me that was Tom Hardy. I was uh-huh. like, y'all couldn't take the mask off at least one time. I think they did at the end. They had it, but I was so mad. Like uh-huh. literally, my, I mean, I was there to see Batman and uh-huh. Christian Bale, who I love too. But I was so mad. I'm like, he not gonna take that mask off. At <laughs> he not gonna take a shirt off. Okay, he took his shirt off and ma- and no mask. I'm like, how are you gonna do that to me with that mm-hmm. face? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I love your rant, and I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, and it's not you know I just I just get so ticked off, and because mm-hmm. I you know me the feminist that I am, it's like there's just so many. Like for example, I'm not gonna mention his name, but y'all can Google it and see who it is. <laughs> Who had the nerve? Mm-hmm. Those of you on Twitter who know me, you know, because I probably retweeted it. <laughs> who had the nerve to say that women are taking over roles from men? He said that? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the name. I'll figure it oh out. Because I may have to work with this person in the future. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it just yet. Please. I'll get to Please. <laughs> Seriously. Where it was like, you know, and men, and like, and also because not only that, but. Men are fem- women are feminizing men in movies because I mean, it's just ridiculousness. So anywho, mm-hmm. there's just a lot that's going on, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's. Mo- I'm trying to tell y'all, money, people. When I tell you, women, <laughs> we watch want movies. to see ourselves we want represented. To see ourselves. Yes, <laughs> we want to see ourselves. We up don't on the want. Screen. We don't want to be the girlfriend on the side. No. We don't want to be like we want to have some agency. You don't want to like, just be the eye candy. You sure? <sighs> Can be, why can't we be both? Why can't we be why both? Why you always want two for one all the time? Because men get it all the time. They get to be everything. And we just get to be the side chick, the girlfriend, mm-hmm. the random. Oh, I'm the, like, they think mm-hmm. they're doing us a favor when they make women like, well, we're going to make her the head of the department. And she's the boss over everybody. But you only see her for like a minute. And then mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. That's not, that's not equality. That's not giving me seeing women. Hey, Deb, have you heard of the, the Bechdel test? Uh, I feel I have heard tell, of it. Tell her about that. You have a thing. Deb, you know this. Where the rule, the real technical. Now, this is like if you're just being basic, like mm-hmm. the simplest test to see if you have enough agency with your female. Mm-hmm. Basically, you it's this. If you have, okay, basically, it's this. Any movie that you watch, and there's a lot of movies that are wonderful, mm-hmm. have great female characters who, who don't pass the Bechdel test, and it's okay. This is just a basic primer. The basic premise is this you have a movie that has at least more than one woman. Mm-hmm. The two women talk to each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they talk to each other about something other than the man. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's that's just that's the most. Ba- I mean, you'd be surprised at how many movies fail that simple. <laughs> I the have, simple now that you simple, brought that up. I simple thing. It's very, it's mm-hmm. very, it's a really basic litmus. Like if if you're if you're succeeding, you, you know, you, you would have a little bit of that. Like for mm-hmm. the great example is Pacific Rim. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Great female character, but it would not have passed the Bechdel test sure. because there weren't that other women. Mm-hmm. She wasn't that's talking shocking, to any other women, isn't it? and shocking. she wasn't talking to any other women about 
anything other than a man. So it's just, and we it, actually have it. Shocking. We actually did an episode. <laughs> this bitch right here. <laughs> what? She will do it. She will have it on Jurassic Park and talking about, well, the dinosaurs, oh. they have a test too. Here's why. <laughs> this bitch. Okay. Is it more than two raptors? <laughs> oh, that are they? So and you know what? Funny. Jurassic World passed. The dinosaur Bechdel the dinosaur, test, yes. but not the human, but not the no. human one, because they talked to each other. Because remember, they was talking yeah, to each they, other they, about yeah. somebody other than the humans, because <laughs> they was talking to the other big dinosaur, and the big dinosaur, look, we are cousins. Why are you uh-huh. with these fools? And remember the one he turned back blue, blue turned uh-huh. back and looked at Chris, <laughs> and was like, um, "We gonna roll with this heifer right here." <laughs> <laughs> the best scene in the movie. So yeah, there are yeah, but you know, I mean, it's just basic, basic stuff. And I, I'm, I know you get tired of me harping on it all the time, Hilliard. I find it to be funny, bitch. I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's, just, I, it's just like if you were a big time money maker person, if you're in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you need to get more women. Number Agreed. one, women just amazing writers. They would dominate. Not, not my only room. are if women I, if I amazing ran a room, writers. Women would dominate. Yeah, my room. and not only are they amazing writers, but because we have to pull up so much bullshit with men. Now, I'm not talking about all men, so get out your feelings. <laughs> your one feeling. Your one feeling your you one have. Feeling. <laughs> Deb said it, I'm telling. <laughs> get over Und- your feeling. Underscore, get over your feeling. <laughs> you know, and it's like, because we have to deal with men so much, we actually know y'all better than y'all know us. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times we can write you better than you write us. And I know that for a I fact. I agree with that. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get, one, fr- don't, get fr- don't get your guys. Don't get your feelings hurt. So I'm always harping, like, if I see somebody's writing, like, for example, mm-hmm. when I, Jessica, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let me shout out to uh, Jashika James and her, and her wonderful twin sister who are now on the show Empire. When I saw the picture of Empire's writing room, mm-hmm. baby, come on. Female half, women, wasn't it? It was like, I think half the room was mm-hmm. like women yeah. in the room writing about this high-powered industry, you know, stuff that in the old days, mm-hmm. women can't write stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's like, so if you don't have like... My new Lisa test, here's the Lisa test. You got the Bechdel <laughs> test. Lisa's test is, if your writing room... Is at least half female, mm-hmm. and half those females are running a lot of the stuff and writing a lot of oh, episodes, not just lower level. right? And not just lower level <laughs> yeah. stuff. And not only that, but they're actually producing and getting their episodes out there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so important, and you just you're just going to add so much new talent pool because we're just tired, people. See, we're tired of the same Somebody old stuff. Somebody need her in their writing room. I'm telling you, I'm just tired. Right I'm tired of seeing it <laughs> because here's the thing: when you are a cinephile, and I'm just telling people all the time, you need to watch films and you need to watch old TV shows. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. You got Netflix. You can binge watch. Because when you go into a writer's room and you know film and TV, mm-hmm. like the back of your hand, at least going back 34 years, mm-hmm. you will see tropes and cliches and you will nip that shit in the bud in the room. Because <laughs> you'll be like, look, uh, I, you think you slick. <laughs> but uh, in 1985, there was a TV show called So and So, and we've seen mm-hmm. that. And, like, people are really, they just, they keep, because that's why I'm bored with a lot of TV shows, mm-hmm. is because I recognize this episode. <laughs> I can yeah, tell you what's going to happen yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Criminal Minds has never been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I will say that because it was like, one, there's some crazy killers that I've never heard of, and it's just interesting. <laughs> but it's like, you have to really know stuff so that you stop giving me the same regurgitated stuff. Because a lot of times people are like, oh, I love that movie, or I love this, and you'll be like Lisa you didn't like it why not because I've seen it before mm-hmm. I need something new you need to know new stuff so stop hiring all those damn 20 year olds who ain't watch no films and it get is, more women but there's another thing when you're in the writer's room and 
you're talking about an older show and the blank look. Oh my god, deer in the headlights. They're like, huh? What are you guys talking about? That's why you can't hand me in a writer's room because I'd be done stab somebody. Like, you mean you ain't watched? Like, even shows that were out like five years ago that ended like, you ain't watched? (laughs) What is wrong with you? You call yourself a writer? Exactly. Anywho. So, one last thing, Deb, before we let you go, because I know you got to get back to the office. Um, One little word of advice for the kids. Give us, give us some yes. Guess. Word of advice: uh, Always be networking. I think that you you need to go to as many sort of events and things because if you if you're going to try to get a job as a writer, mm-hmm. most some come up the way I did through mm-hmm. a writer's PA. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some sort of assistant job. So if you move out here, you have to always be networking, always be nice, and always do your best uh, work, even if you're getting donuts. You hear that, Anna Kate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing is reiterating what Lisa just said. Not only always be writing, but always be watching TV. That's yes. your. That's what you're trying, the mm-hmm. business yes. that you're trying to get into, and reading. Read the scripts Read of the shows. The scripts. Yes. Know how a script looks. Know how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Like, know the business that you're trying to get mm-hmm. into. Just educate yourself. Go out and meet people. Go to little mixers. Mm-hmm. Apply for, like, NBC and ABC. They have these fellowship mm-hmm. programs Right. Apply to all those. Meet other people. And here's the other thing, especially for women, too. We got to lift each other up. We have to bring each other up. We have to, instead of this sort of small, keeping our world small where we think it's really competitive, we only do better when When we're we're all working. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, with cable, there is more than enough work for Mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. Deb said she's going to bring us on a show. Just like this. Right? If I get a show, I will have so many people (laughs) hired who don't even know. Why you got 60 people in here, girl? I know, like, (laughs) we don't have jobs for all these people. Well, we're going to find jobs for all these people. We're going to be like, Deb, here's your donut. (laughs) (laughs) Be kind to everyone, because if you're mean to that PA, Mm -hmm. in two years, they might have created a show that you love, and that goes for the Mm -hmm. adult established writers, too. absolutely. And and that is one thing I will say, Mm because I have yelled at many of my coworkers, You be kind to the people that get wait, your donuts. Can, wait, wait. Mm. She's yelling at them. Yeah. Be kind to those people yeah. who give you donuts. <laughs> not only she was there. She was there. Yeah. You do not treat the people that get your lunch and answer your phones poorly. Yeah. You, you know their names. Mm-hmm. I have yelled at several people on the writing staff. When you're on set, mm. you learn everyone's name. We came back the next season. I told one writer, I said, don't you dare walk back on that set mm-hmm. and not know that crew. I love that. Okay. Mm. You know How do you not every, know the crew? You mm-hmm. know everyone on the crew. You don't just sit there in your chair. You go out and talk to people mm-hmm. and you ask them how their day is. Mm-hmm. They're busting their asses to make this look good. Mm-hmm. That's the least that you can do. Mm-hmm. And that is appreciated. Right. And it's, that's the way it should be. Yeah, because it creates team and network, and then yes. you know that, oh my God, they're working their asses off to, to get the work. And it, it, it compels you to be a better writer, too, because you want them to work and do the best show so that that show stays on the air. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that you're kind of together. I mean, it's kind of that circular thing, but people just, they just forget. They just forget. <laughs> they get caught in their world. They do. They're on the phone. Like, when I, where I was in Vancouver, I'll just 
and with this, uh, we would have about a 45 minute where all the hotels were, where we'd go out to set every day. And I would sit there and talk to the transpo guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They matter. You married, you got Mm -hmm. kids. What's going on? Mm -hmm. What do you do out here in Vancouver? How long you been here? What Mm -hmm. other shit? You was hitting on them. That's how you (laughs) (laughs) I wish. They're all married. They're all married guys. Over there in Vancouver trying to get some. I I was trying. (laughs) Trying, y'all. Look at him putting out my game out there. But they would say they're like most, they're like, would always comment. And I thought that everybody, everybody did would that. behave mm-hmm. this way but they're mm-hmm. like no they're like you're weird and different because <laughs> most writers come in here and sit on their phone mm-hmm. or are on their phone they're either checking their emails and ignoring everybody in the van or they're talking mm-hmm. on the phone the whole time and not even being That's friendly important. and that shocks me mm-hmm. so i would rather be that other person that mm-hmm. is um, grateful for all this, you know, 200 person crew mm-hmm. that they're all, you know, working and get to know people. Mm-hmm. And I know people on a first name basis, you know, I can walk up to them and mm-hmm. say, Hey Bill, what's going on? How was your weekend? Did you and your wife have fun down at the lake? Mm-hmm. You know, like people, people, like you said, they will mm-hmm. do their best work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing. I do you, a, I being do, kind is free. It just is. be kind. I do, I do one little interesting thing. I'll just end this on is, um, whenever I'm shooting something, we always have like, six or seven PAs who work on our little, they're small projects, like 50 people maybe. Yes. And um, I, br- I gather them all together <clears throat> and I put them in a huddle and I say, what do you want to be? And I'm like, I want to be a writer. Or what do you want to be? I want to be a director. I want to be, I'm like, okay, I want you to hang around with the crew who does blah, blah, blah. Sure. And I put them where I want them to be. I don't want them to stand in by crafties, you know, right. not, yeah. you know, yeah. sitting there serving drinks when they yeah. want to be a <laughs> freaking DP. Yeah. You know, so I want, yeah. I put them exactly, and they're always, they're like, I've worked on like six productions they've never done. They just put me somewhere. Put mm-hmm. you, you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. I'm like, why don't I want you to get some game? You know? No, so. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it makes sense because mm-hmm. they're going to be more interested yep. and invested mm-hmm. and all over if they want to be in the camera department, exactly. like mm-hmm. fired up that they got to work at the camera department exactly. that day. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. So thank yeah. you, Deb. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate for having it. Me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It, it means a lot for me to have you here. You know I admire you. Love your career. Appreciate it. You've always been it. sweet to me. Since and we're looking for the newest you. thing that you're going on so I can sit there and go, damn it, she's writing some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let me let sit let here and know. binge watch. <laughs> I will let you know. For and sure. And when you're ready to direct, if you do something small, holler at me. I'll be calling. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I do. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will take the Hilliard tutorial. Yeah. Let's get it. Yes. Let's get it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Anna Kate. <laughs> sitting in with us um, so where you at Deb are you on uh, Twitter or anything people I am on you? Twitter I'm like are I, you really I, two years ago I was on an ABC family show and I was ordered to get on Twitter mm-hmm. wait wait do you have a Twitter account you actually use it I do okay. I do I tweet every day so you tweet every day I do I will oh like retweet God. or tweet but yeah Deborah yeah. J Fisher is my handle okay. D-E-B-R-A-J-F-I-S-H-E-R awesome that's it and I'm going to follow all y'all. Right. Oh, my God. You Lisa, just, Lisa. I'm just saying, beware with me. Uh, yeah. She'd be <laughs> going in, girl. She'd be going in. It's all right. Especially <clears throat> on Saturday night and Friday nights. When it's Saturday night sci-fi or Friday night horror. <laughs> and I have to tell people, y'all going to have to mute because we about to go through our movies. Like a couple weeks ago, we were doing uh, Fringe Binge, where we basically we watch shows and movies. Where it's, If it's Friday, we, we do horror. If it's Saturday, we do sci-fi. And we globally, we get online and we watch There'd the movie together. Of them, girl. And then Just we tweeting. tweet and mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Black Girl Nerds. Oh, yeah. Black Girl Nerds, uh, Geek Soul Brother, all, mm-hmm. all my geek friends on there. We just It's just fun to talk about movies and tweet stuff and funny mm-hmm. reactions and reliving. Like, we also do the... Um, 
Black Reynolds also does the 80s live tweet. Mm-hmm. I think the last one we did was The Lost Boys a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten how much I love that movie. That movie oh, right 80s big hair. Yeah. Oh, yes. my God. Anywho. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. So just 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 beware. <laughs> I'm all over the place on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> Anna Kate, it. are you on it. Twitter? I am. Yeah. Yell it out to everybody. What is it? Just so people can follow you, regardless. It's at A K Chapel. A K C H A double right. Cool. A K Chapel. Don't follow. Follow her. That's my little girl. It's my sister. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow me on Twitter. Yes, I say it like I'm cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at Hilliard Guest, or you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters Rent Room at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. A um, couple shouts out to a couple of our countries. We are like doing really well right now, girl. The numbers are going up. It's the, I got my girl, Anna Kate. She helped us pick up last week. We got a lot more hits all of a sudden as soon as she did something for me. I was like, damn, we finally got a Facebook page. So look us up right. on Facebook. At what is it? Screenwriters Rant Room. See people. Hilliard guests. Hilliard guests is Screenwriters Rant Room. It's okay. on Facebook. <clears throat> like us on the page. Um, but a couple countries: um, the UK, of course, um, Australia, Brazil, um, France, Italy, um, China. That's crazy. What wow. Italy? That's amazing. Yeah. My people in Italy. Yeah, we got like you know. I wonder. People. I wonder if my brother, my sister, and my aunties and all them over there, and my dad. It's like I go at least somebody. <laughs> HL <there>. family. <laughs> I'll be over there soon enough so we can get together and have our family meals and stuff. But I bet you it's them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, amazing. And um, so if you guys want to um, hit us up at all on an email, you want to say something to any of us, screenwritersrentroom at gmail So you're gonna join with us, and we're gonna say. 2015. You are too. You'll know when when I say what I'm going to say. And I have to preface this because we have to check it because Larry Wilmar stole our Keep It 100. Oh, okay. He, did. he didn't really do it. We was doing it first. <laughs> and when he got his show, the nightly show, all of a sudden he was like, and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. we got to change it's it. Cool. Now. His is old anyway. His is old anyway. We on, we on to the new new. <laughs> <laughs> I challenged him to a duel, by the way. Okay. He know. He know. Mm. Um, so on this show, we keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? 2015. 2015. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning in to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. Big I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the ramp room. Ah!